Hello, I am Lisa Obradovic and would like to welcome you to the podcast Certification Inspiration, produced by the Wound Ostomy Incontinence Nursing Certification Board, otherwise known as WOCNCB. Founded in 1978, WOCNCB is a not-for-profit professional international nursing organization certifying over 9,000 registered nurses who are specialists in the field of wound, ostomy, continence, and foot care. We are launching the Certification Inspiration Podcast with a series of episodes that will discuss the different roles of a WOCNCB certified nurse, nurses sharing their own experiences. Welcome back to Certification Inspiration. In this episode, you will hear from Kristen Price. Kristen is a certified wound ostomy continence nurse known as CWOCN. She works in the acute care setting in San Antonio, Texas. Kristen will be discussing a day in the life of a CWOCN in the acute care setting for both adults and the pediatric population. Hello, my name is Kristen Price, BSN RN Certified Woundostomy Continence Nurse. I work in the acute care setting here in San Antonio, Texas at Methodist and Methodist Children's Hospital. Our facility has two organizations that are within the same walls but work cohesively together. I work with four other full-time WOCNs within our wound care hyperbaric department. We have an outpatient clinic that offers hyperbarics and is tied to the hospital. Our team primarily does the inpatient wound ostomy continence care, and we also see a few ostomy patients weekly in the clinic. I have been in the WOCN world for four years now. A little bit about me. I uh, graduated from uh, nursing school and began working as a resident RN on the orthopedic floor in the same hospital I'm currently at. I remember when the WOCNs would come to our floor to see their patients and I would also go in there and uh, make sure that we were make uh, having the wounds that we were assessing were the same ones we were seeing and making sure that the documentation was correct too on those wounds. Uh, The WOCN team is very influential on the orthopedic floor at my hospital since it is a post-operative surgical floor so we saw them day to day. A position became available on the team and I applied for it and so began my journey into the WOCN world. I attended Emory's uh, WOCN program in the fall and am a proud alumni. Typical day for me starts at 6.30 a.m. if I am charged WOCN. If I am not, um, because as a team we rotate who is charged, I come in at 7 a.m. We meet in the clinic uh, to get our assignments for the day, including the new consults that came overnight. 
If I am charged, I go through the amount of patients each WOCN member has, team member has, and I divide up the new consults among them, keeping in mind how many each one has uh, the uh, negative pressure dressings because those tend to take a little bit longer time. We uh, then look up our patients we will be seeing, such as their history and reason for admission, uh, the consulted doctors on the case, and any additional labs, CT scans, x-rays, MRIs, ultrasounds that are beneficial to know about the patient. We pick up our work phones as well. Um, since. In our facility, we have an app called the iMobile, and uh, that way the bedside RN staff and doctors can text or call us via the app. We then meet for a huddle at 7.30 with the clinic staff to go over how the day looks for the clinic and the inpatient side. We also discuss mutual patients on the inpatient side that the wound care physician will need to round on with a WOCN team member present. A lot of our patients not only have wounds, but have ostomy needs as well, so we can address them at the same time together. Afterwards, uh, we then head to our office, which is located uh, in the hospital, to get our supplies that we need during the day along with our wound care carts. These carts carry uh, extra wound and ostomy supplies at our fingertips and no need to hunt more supplies down during the day. I keep my consult sheets in order uh, that I plan to round on patients and I group them by unit and or floor. That way I'm not running all over the place because that can be a waste of time, of course. Now, if you're getting a consult and you need to go see that patient and they're clear on the other side of the hospital, well, you know, it, it happens. But I try to minimize that throughout my day. I usually uh, start in the NICU and in the Children's Tower so that all the neonatal and pediatric patients are seen first prior to going to the adult side. Um, it's kind of like, a, you know, let's not bring all the bad, bad germs to them in a sense, but I try to limit that as much as possible because you never know when you'll get that phone call to come see a kiddo in the NICU and you've already been in some contact rooms already, but um, that's why it's always good to practice good hygiene throughout the course of the day. My rounds in NICU can be short or long, depending on the babies I see. Uh, sometimes it means providing a wound assessment uh, findings in the plan of care to the bedside RN staff. Other times it is meeting with the parents to show them how to care for their baby's ostomy. I make it a point to include parents and or caregivers if at all possible. And I love to see parents there because they will be the ones to ultimately care for that kiddo and teaching them is how they gain their confidence. Parents are usually distraught that their baby didn't come into the world perfect. And it's another hurdle to go through 
when there are ostomy and wound care needs the patient requires. Sometimes I'm able to round with the pediatric general surgery nurse practitioner, and we become a united front in teaching both staff and parents. If we have a lot of sick kiddos the WOCN team is following, my mornings are spent here, and I don't go to the adult side until the afternoon. Rounds on the adult units depends on the needs of each patient. Uh, for example, one patient may come in with multiple stage four pressure injuries, whereas another patient is a fresh post-operative surgical incision on the abdomen. In adults, there are various wounds and they can be derived from all sorts of things, uh, <laughs> such as trauma from running into a coffee table, uh, skin tears as a result of a fall at home, uh, IV drug abuser with multiple track marks on the arms uh, to diabetic ulcerations due to not checking the feet and the venous stasis ulcers that come from venous insufficiency. Any pressure injury that comes into the facility must be documented at time of admission um, less than 24 hours and photo documentation is also completed. Other pressure injuries that are discovered post 24 hours of admission require bedside RN documentation and photo documentation too. Since it is discovered post 24 hours of admission, an occurrence report must be generated so that we can track it appropriately. So for any new patient I see, I uh, check the bedside RN documentation along with the doctor's documentation to make sure it is appropriately documented. Um, and that goes in line with uh, Medicare guidelines for that reason. I also teach and educate ostomy care to the bedside RN staff and patients and our family members. Some patients who've just received their ostomy and uh, most are fortunate enough to have received some pre-op marking and or teaching from a WOCN team member prior to surgery. Others are emergent and they don't get that pre-op teaching. Patients can be, you know, apprehensive when it comes to learning that self-ostomy care since it is a change in their body image. Acknowledging these feelings early on as normal will assist in their transition to caring for their ostomy. And I found that to be something to not leave that elephant in the room, you need to address the elephant in the room. Ostomy complications can occur at any time and it is imperative that the patients and their family and the bedside RN staff are able to recognize these and to be able to assess them appropriately. Um, for example, recently we had a, a prolapse stoma occur and um, I received multiple phone calls on it and uh, they, they didn't, they didn't, it wasn't there before she went down for a scan and she came back and it was there. So um, that required a lot of teaching, you know, 
about the distal tip of the prolapsedoma. Is it pink? Is it purple? You know, those things will tell us if it's still vascularized, you know, and this is a new finding. So uh, for me, I would want to alert the colorectal surgeon who initially did this surgery. Um, and she's been about six months post-op. So this is definitely a new finding and he would just need to be aware of it. There are days, I will be honest with you, days that my phone rings and beeps constantly. And <laughs> it's like you never want that phone anymore. And uh, those phone calls and text messages are from the bedside, are in staff, you know, needing the assistance um, for a patient. They just found a wound. Uh, they, they need you to come and assess or, or new wounds that, you know, weren't there, but now they're there, or wounds that have gotten progressively worse. Um, to the other side, the doctors, you know, or surgeons wanting to meet at the bedside, they want to assess a wound with me, they want to think what, what kind of dressings we can do, but they want to do it together, and so that we're a united front. It definitely keeps me on my toes throughout the day and always taking time to teach the bedside RN staff and doctors on new wound care dressings and her techniques. Being a WOCN, you are the go-to knowledge person and you know the best practices when you see these wounds. And so they look to you for that guidance and at the same time teach patients and family members. I feel grateful to be in a field where my knowledge and expertise is highly rewarded, um, I'm sorry, is highly regarded and wanted. Knowing that I make a difference in my patients' lives is very important to me. Even though the tiniest patients may not remember me when they get older, it's still good to know that I've helped them in their journey to becoming a better individual in life. Um, I even have some of my adults, the older ones, tell me, wow, I never thought that wound would be healed, but thanks to you, you really helped me in this journey. And, you know, I always say, you know, it's about you too. You were in it, on it too because, you know, they have to be watching their sugars if they're diabetic and or also their nutrition too. I just set the path and they take the course. I want to thank you for listening to my story and I hope it inspires you to become a certified wound ostomy continence nurse. Thank you for listening. WOCNCB sets the standard for wound, ostomy, continence, and foot care nursing certification by validating nurses' knowledge to provide safe, patient-centered care. Until next time, visit WOCNCB.org to learn more or contact WOCNCB at info at WOCNCB.org. And remember to follow us on social media. This podcast is produced by WOCNCB. Take care.